Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. I wonder who my competition tonight gonna be. I know it ain't gonna be nobody up in here. They up in here. They up in here. Magnetic. F14. W. Organized campaign, I'm on my third route The album just dropped, I'm trying to get the word out Superhero theme music, Ron Sleek walking, snoring The less rails for what was recorded My first stop was Sway in the morning Was greeted by Heather B, Toto was a fan Since the real world on MTV now I MC, five fingers of death, couldn't chin check me Not before I had to get balls right, rehearsing Was asked about my upbringing, how long I've been working And Sway's hair rap, real bigger hand person Was rhyming like it was a wake up show Homie tough, I got raps for days Gotta say something for Tony Touch My phone is gone, sorry, I can't talk right now I'm busy, traveling, making my rounds I sat down next on the schedule was static selector, show already, yo Hey everybody, welcome back to to Yo MTG Taps. This isn't take three. I'm Big Head Joe. I'm Stephen Marshall. He sure as hell is. Sure. And uh, we're back from our break. Uh, it's a good holiday, uh, good times, and we are ready to talk about magic again. Now that I've just spent the last 30 minutes talking Steven's ear off about everything. But, so, uh, this week we're just going to briefly touch on the uh, Star City Games event. Uh, that happened this past weekend for a pretty significant reason. Uh, and then we are going to talk about spoilers, because we haven't talked about spoilers yet. And in case you're wondering, we will discuss the leaked spoilers, because it's been long enough. Everybody's seen them by now, so it'll, it's fine. It's fine. We'll talk about them uh, if we get to them. We're going to do whatever. Uh, so first of all, uh, Star City Games, where were they this weekend? Because I don't actually remember. Uh, you know? um, America? America. SCG USA. Uh, Cincinnati. That'd be great, yeah. Oh, Cincinnati, okay. Yeah, so uh, they had the Modern Open, uh, which doesn't actually give me coverage archive. I'm trying to click on it here. You forget that's a city. I mean, they even have like a football team, but I still forget. Yeah. Well, I guess they're not a terrible football team because I think they ran away with the division. I was going to talk smack about them, but they, I think yeah, they I can't. totally won, so... Uh, you would think that the Ravens won the Super Bowl based on how people were talking about uh, this season because they swept the Steelers and uh, the second win against the Steelers knocked the Steelers out of the playoffs. Wow. Like uh, one of my friends posted on Facebook that uh, this is objectively the fourth greatest season in Ravens history. <laughs> Despite their like, what, 3-12 and record, right? Or I don't know what they finished at. If they ran, wound up at 4-12 and or 3-13. and but at that moment, they were three and twelve. I think they're uh, they're five and eleven. They're not that bad. Five and eleven? Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so they won five. Well, that's that's really bad. But uh, yeah, but he said it was the fourth greatest season in Ravens history. Objectively, he said, not even like <laughs> debatable, <laughs> because they swept the Steelers and kept them out of the playoffs. If we can make people in Pittsburgh miserable, bring smiles to our faces. Um. So, uh, Modern Open. Uh, was this guy sponsored by Facebook or something? What is this shirt? Do you see this? Yeah. 
Why is he wearing a Facebook shirt? He's a big fan. That's the worst shirt I've ever seen in my life. It's the wrong color, too. Does he work for Facebook? I don't know. Bobby Fortinelli? Is that how you say it? Fortainly. (laughs) Fortinelli. Bobby Fortinelli with the worst shirt I've ever seen. It's it's maroon. Yeah. Which is the color they're known for. Maroon Facebook shirt. Also, is he wearing a class ring? Maybe it's like super trolly. Yeah, no (laughs) doubt. Right. (laughs) Good reference. (laughs) That's okay. Anyway, I would like to know why he's wearing a Facebook shirt. All right. We we can continue roasting poor Bobby Fortinelli or we can talk about the deck he played. Okay, why don't you talk about the deck he played? I'm more interested in his shirt. Yeah, oh, yeah, but first of all, the Modern Open apparently had like a thousand plus players. Like it was mm-hmm. the largest Star City Games Open ever. Which yeah. Is kind of, which is kind of amazing, especially considering like uh, what we were talking about before where we were like, oh, it's going to be the worst. They're not going to do good because of this. I am very curious, though, uh, to know how. Um, uh, where's the coverage archive? I want to know how many players were in the classics for real. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Because I'm very curious to know if those just totally tanked or if they did. I mean, obviously, the Opens are doing great. So, uh, you know, good. I mean, good. You know, that's great. Uh, we want we want these events to succeed, you know? it. it when we saw that everything was kind of scaling back a little, we were a little worried that, you know, stuff was on the decline. But fortunately, this was a, you know, well-attended event. Um, I don't have the numbers. I wish I had the numbers. I can't find the coverage archive, which is ridiculous because I clicked on coverage archive. Whatever. Um, tell me about this deck. Well, oh, there's oh, not oh, much oh. to tell about his deck. Oh, uh, his the, deck. That's right. Yeah, the, the deck that actually won. It, you know, because Modern's kind of been... Not blowing up recently, but there's been a wave of innovation in terms of like new decks actually seeing play and succeeding. Because the most recent mocks uh, was Modern, and that was won by an, a black-green Infect deck. And okay. Yeah, it basically just revolves around Phyrexian Crusader being awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then subs in Plague Stinger instead of uh, Blighted Agent. Hmm. And uh, yeah, you get all the discard spells instead of... Uh, the what apostle's blessing to protect your creature yeah yeah and then um there's a few other decks that were pretty new uh jeff hoogland was in the finals he he was playing kiki chord which is like a naya chord deck with the uh, kiki jiki uh, restoration angel and it's just kind of like a value creature deck kind of similar to the previous pod decks what's interesting is it plays two pia and kieran nalars which hmm. is in modern and that card's been seeing play in modern. There's a Jun deck playing that. What? Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. And I think that Jun deck won. Like well, like an SEG open. Yeah, so that's not a card you'd you'd think would see modern play. One thousand twenty two players. Wow. That's the first open to break the one thousand player mark. That's awesome. Yeah. Um what other decks were there? 
there's a the the new the new kid on the block on Moto right now is uh, Mono Black Eldrazi, and there was a Black White Eldrazi which is very similar that got tenth place. Hmm. And uh, I'm just gonna run down what's in the deck really quick. Um, one Spell Skite, that's kind of different than what's been played online. Four Blight Herder, four Oblivion Sower, four Wasteland Strangler, and one Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger. And then uh, a Liliana the Veil, two Expedition Maps, four Relic of Progenitus, four Path to Exile, one Slaughter Pact, four Inquisition of Collins Alec, four Lingering Souls, that's what the White's for, as, long, as well as the Path to Exile, and a Thoughtseize. Um, the, the one online, actually that I've been seeing has, oh God, I, maybe I made a huge mistake. I may, I may have just flushed some money down the toilet. Oh no. Oh, this is happening live. Uh-oh. What did, you do? <laughs> did I buy something under a false pretext? See, I haven't actually been playing these decks anymore. Like I used to, you know, when I went buy cards, it's like, oh, I've been playing it and this is actually good. This is just like, yeah, this seems cheap. People are playing it. Not me, but people. Oh no. What did you do? Oh, here's a mono black Eldrazi list. Okay, no, no, no. See, this is the mono black version. Um, two, it's got two endless ones and four blight herders and a ruin processor. What is that? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, so you get to play uh, endless one and uh, blight herder with um, Eye of Ugin, which you know. Like, you know, you, you could just drop Eye of Ugin and then just your Endless One's now a 2-2 for free. Same with uh, Eldrazi Temple. So it, you could, like, you could power out stuff really fast with uh, that with these lower casting cost Eldrazis. So you use the old Eldrazi uh, lands from the original Zendikar, and now you're playing the smaller Eldrazis. And you're processing by exiling stuff with... Um, Path. Yeah. Well, no, in the white version, it's mostly Relic of Progenitus. Oh, right, right, yeah, Relic. That's so – I love that. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, so that's how you can get your Blight Herder online because Blight Herder, you have to process two cards. Right. Um, Oblivion Sword, that's so good. Uh Uh-huh, I know. That's what I'm saying, dude. Fetch lands, right? Yeah, and you just just nuke all their fetch lands and then get them all with Oblivion Sower. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten so much that they're actually playing one of or two of Scrabbling Claws, which is an uncommon artifact from Mirrodin. Cost one mana. You can tap it, and target player removes a card in his or her graveyard from the game, or pay one colorless and sacrifice Scrabbling Claws to remove target card in a graveyard from the game and draw a card. So it's like a it's like a less powerful relic of Progenitus. Huh. And so that's like how they're exiling stuff. Although I like the white splash, just path of exiling stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So based on this deck, which is doing okay online, I uh, I made a few purchases. Let me pull those up right here. Oh god, that was almost well, almost more embarrassing than this already is. Uh, let's see. I bought thirty-seven blight herders. Those are seventy cents. And I bought 64 Endless Ones for between hmm. 55 and 65 cents a piece. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Um, <laughs> because I was going to complain about how uh, prices in Modern are going up for no good reason. 
Probably- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I just answered my own question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's the the big one is um, Gaddick Teague actually is forty dollars now. Which, That's pretty that one's insane. Dumb. It's not even seeing play. I don't get that one. Uh, Scrabbling Claws is like sold out everywhere, which is pretty wow. funny. Eye of Ugin is twenty dollars and it used to be like three bucks a week ago. I don't know. Huh. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of modern cards going up. So I guess the, the format's really popular. Um, I have nine Blight Herders. Nice. I have four Endless Ones and I think a Foil as well. Um, and then, hold on, where's Wasteland Strangler? Let me see. Do I have Wasteland Strangler? Do I have them? Do I have them? Do I have them? Do I have them? Oh, no, I don't have any. I thought I had some. Darn it. Well, can't win them all. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no, it's fine. But yeah, Oblivion Sower is a $10 card on Moto. That's crazy. It really is. There was a few other kind of new decks. There was a Gifts Ungiven um, Jeskai Ascendancy combo deck. Hmm. And what else did it do? It had like... It still used Fate Stitcher, but it also had Life from the Loam and Flame Jab. So what does Flame Jab do? It's the, the it's red deal. I think it's just one damage target creature player, and it's got uh, you can just what is it called? Re rebuy where you discard a land. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And retrace, retrace, yeah. And so it's got Life from the Loam, so you can. I saw him like you can do all kinds of gift packages, but I saw him gift for life from the loam and just three lands. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> because yeah, you just dredge and get more stitchers in the yard and kind of just go off that way if you have a an ascendancy out already. Um, so yeah, a bunch of cool new decks, and then Amulet Bloom won it all. So, so you think it's going to get banned? Um, well, your your personal hero, Facebook shirt enthusiast. Uh, Bobby Fortinelli gave an, uh, an extensive uh, interview after winning about how, yeah, he just had to play it one more time because it's definitely going to get banned, in his opinion. Huh. Because um, he thinks it's the best deck by a mile. But yeah. But then he said, yeah, it, admittedly, it's terrible for coverage. <laughs> it's terrible to watch. I, I think it does get banned, though. It's not It's not entertaining to, to watch after you see it go off a few times. Novelty's definitely worn off, but that that's what won, and then put another uh, copy in the top eight. Uh, I think there's a few other uh, affinity decks in the top. The rest were kind of standard. Green Red Tron was really big on day two, um, but yeah, Amulet Bloom took it down. Boo. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Go he played it really well, deck. though. He, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone play that deck as well as as uh, Bobby. Bobby's book. Nope. Bobby! Bobby Digital! Uh, Nobody uh, will get that reference. He was uh, 30. Um. (laughs) So that's it. Modern. Moving on. The B, the O, the B, the B, the Y, the F, the O, the R. No. (laughs) Don't do it. It's too late. You already did, so. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. What am I, I talking know. about? I do not apologize. Speaking of the newest, coolest thing. What? We got spoilers. Oh, do we? Yeah. 
Now, these are ones that we won't get banned for three years for talking about, right? You know what? Try it, Wizards. I dare you. Let's figure it out. One way to find out. Talk about them. See what happens. Uh, so we're just going to start, just if you're following along at home, uh, we're on mythicspoiler.com slash newspoilers.html. Uh, we're just looking at it from newest to oldest from today. Uh, which you don't know what today is unless you look at the spoilers from where we started. It's anyway, Monday. It's Monday. Okay, spoilers, it's Monday while we're recording this. So there already be so many cool other cards that you want to hear about. Yeah, I can't the you believe hear they just reprinted Stoneforge Mystic and Standard. That's amazing. <laughs> and other lies as well. Um, so uh, let's. we're just going to start down this list, and we're just going to talk about some cards that we're interested in. Uh, if we're not interested in it, we're not going to talk about it. So uh, Corrupted Crossroads, first of all, is a very good land. Uh, it's a rare it's land. It says tap to add rhombus to your rhombus mana pool. To your mana pool. So how is this easier than add one to your mana pool? Because now there's reminder text. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, because they're they're differentiating it. I mean, there's no longer you have to you have to say what it is. You have to say, does it add only specifically colorless, or does it? You know, it's it's from a man. Like I guess on lands, anything that produces colorless is just replaced by that. It is, but uh, I don't know. I think it's very clunky and and stupid. But I'm not like, oh, I can't believe they made a six color. They ruined the game. I don't care. I don't care. Is this just this doesn't seem. This doesn't seem more elegant than what they had before, you know. Well, they were trying to add something new. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. I guess they had if they if they're trying to add something new, they had to change it. I just don't think the change was necessary. I think it'd be just fine to be able to say, "Look, in your casting spells that require colorless mana, you need to specify if you're adding colorless mana or not." I think that's easier just to say as a rule than changing the you know the symbol and all that stuff. And, cha- and going back and er- putting errata and like a hundred, like five hundred cards or something stupid, just seems like way more work than it needed to be. Uh, from <laughs> the same people who brought you Magic Online, anyway. Um, that has tap to add colors to your mana pool, or tap and pay a life. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast a spell with Devoid. Uh, so, obviously, a much worse. Uh, city or, of brass or mana confluence, but for the purposes of uh, using the land within the limited environment for one, and uh, in any sort of uh, devoid deck, uh, this is definitely an enabler for a you know X number of colors multicolor devoid deck. Not like having uh, fetch lands and fetchable duels already wasn't. Yeah, I mean they <laughs> they've kind of. Sh- this just illustrates how far they've stretched the the rules of magic is that first you see that new symbol for colorless and then second they're like well you know you've got this deck full of colorless cards i mean you're going to need to you're going to need to need to play with a lot of colors you know so you have all these yeah. colorless cards that are co- all these different colors mhm 
it's you know if you could just i wish you could like travel back and just show people this card with no context whatsoever before like battle for zendikar even came out (laughs) (laughs) just be like what (laughs) it would just make no sense what happened to magic (laughs) what did they what did they do to this game um I don't want to talk about Bonesaw, but I want to talk about the number of people who are talking about Macho Man, Randy Savage, alters of this, because they are too young to remember that this existed in uh, Conflux. Yeah, so, Bonesaw's a reprint. It is. It's a reprint. But uh, Bonesaw, everybody's like, I want a Macho Man, Randy Savage, alter. You know, anytime the Magic the Gathering Facebook group is talking about Macho Man, Randy Savage, it's a good good couple minutes for me you know it's enjoyable um but yeah this is a reprint it's yeah but anyway bone saw rock and roll eldrazi displacer you want to talk about that sure it's a a creature eldrazi costs two and a white and it has devoid so it's colorless that's kind of interesting there hasn't been a devoid white creature yet yeah this is the first white devoid creature we've seen it's a three three, so the rate is okay, and you can pay two and specifically colorless, so two rhombus, two and a rhombus, and you can exile another target creature, then return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's pretty sweet. There's a lot. Of, I mean, already people are kind of getting uh, really combo happy with this uh, in the. Uh uh, I don't know if it was the CGG group or whatever. It was one of those groups, and they were all getting really excited about this with like Brood Monitor, for one. Um, oh, that's like, interesting. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Things oh wow, like, yeah, things like that, like just certain certain cards that they were kind of going, oh man, this and this, this plus this equals this. There's a lot of really good ETB triggers in yeah, uh, in battle. I've kind of been waiting for something where. Like a blink effect, yeah, uh, like a good this one. Is it. This yeah. is it. This is a good one. This it does not notice that you do not tap the displacer to use this ability. No, that's, that's the crazy part. Notice, yeah, that you can play this for six mana. You get me? Oh yeah. So you play it for three, and then you immediately activate it, holding priority, and you get that blink effect. Well, I mean. Yeah, you could do that. You could hold it up so that you can protect him from removal. You can blink. No, you can't hold it up. Oh, another target creature. Oh, it's just like it's just like Restoration Angel. Yep. Because you could only blink non-angel creatures. Yep. Oh, this card's garbage. No, it's not. It's I'm not joking. No, you could blink. I mean, provide enough mana. I mean, this could just fog multiple creatures a turn from your opponent. Yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? That I think that's really funny that nobody realized because somebody talked about Ulamog and they forgot that this was, that was a cast trigger. Oh, okay. You can't you can't loop Ulamog's ability. Sure. I guess after you get your ten. <laughs> what? I'm not gonna work. Well, hey, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to do that though? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna blink <laughs> something, blink the craziest thing you can blink. I mean, sure. You know. It's still, I mean, this is, yeah, this is great. I mean, it kills tokens. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It is a, I, I like it. Oh, it's very good. I don't know if it'll see a lot of play. But I almost cool feel film. like, does it say, does it say only as a sorcery? No, it no, doesn't. It Jesus. Instant. So good. Speed. 
because you can. Oh my god! So like, oh, I I feel like I could pick one this in a draft. Oh, in limited? Are you joking? This is amazing. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I feel. I mean, you know, I mean, there are cards that are good for limited. That you know, a three three for three isn't the absolute best thing for limited. Blinking is amazing in limited. But the fact that the 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 simple fact that like my four drop of choice is almost always Courier Griffin. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just being able to be like, all right, uh, you know, uh, play this for three, play Courier Griffin on four, I gain two life, next turn, I swing with my Courier Griffin, and then I pass the turn, and then end a turn, I blink my Courier Griffin. Yeah, I mean... And you know what I mean? Like, I mean, blink I, effects are a lot better, like, almost offensively like a like against your to disrupt your opponent's plans in limited because usually they don't have like a whole bunch of creatures that outclass all of yours it's usually like one or two and this yeah. just like you can complete... even do this to your opponent's creatures yeah it's another target yeah so like you they, can tap it, their creatures and it and it comes back tapped yeah and you <laughs> so can do it twice attacking so you've got six mana yep Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you, you could fog multiple creatures. Okay, yeah, this is a definite pick one. Yeah, I know. I was like, this, that's Yeah, this, no, this even. is no question. No question. Uh, they try to pin to Earth one of your guys. You just come down, blink them, boom. Pin to the Earth. What, 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 what set are you playing? Oh, my God. Whatever. That blue card. <laughs> the stupid blue card is exactly like pin to the Earth. <laughs> oh, God. I know which one you mean, and I can't think of the friggin' name of it either. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. Tightening, tightening coils. coils. Yeah. Got it. I beat you. Yeah, barely. <laughs> counts. Barely counts, man. Uh, it's the wanna... same, like, Planeswalker it's referencing, which is just crazy. Yeah. All right. I want to just briefly talk about Boulder Salvo because of the uh, keyword. Um, we're probably going to skip almost all of these unless you think they're worth talking about. Okay. Um, Boulder Salvo is a four and a red. It's a sorcery, and it deals four damage to target creature, which is a terrible card. That is a terrible card. But it has Surge, one and a red. And it says... the glass. Was that a phrase for... Was that a Surge soda uh, catchphrase? Yeah. Nice. Very good. We had Surge Soda in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, right before we left. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Um, so anyway, Surge Ability says... There's a little... Was that the place with the ape? Like yes! The yes! The stone ape out front? You could see Yes! Yeah. We were taking pictures. It was lovely. Um, so this is Surge, one in a red. You may cast this spell for its Surge cost if you or a teammate has cast another spell this turn. And thank goodness they actually widely distributed it because Surge cost was really expensive before. Oh, it was um, sold out on Amazon for a while. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was crazy how much a can of Surge would cost. Um, so anyway, if you or a teammate. So anyway, oh, wait a minute. Oh, well, that's better. Okay. I thought that Surge was only if a teammate cast a spell. Nope. If it's okay, the now second... That okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a little better. Okay, then maybe we can discuss some of these. Because I thought it was just utterly useless in, in you know, single-player magic. But it still might be, because some of the costs are still kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. We'll look through the list as we go. 
and we'll see. I'm glad I actually read that ability out loud because now I know that it's you or a teammate, which I didn't know before. So that's good. Anyway, so that's an interesting ability. Uh, but that's all. I just wanted to mention it. And if there are any that really catch our, our eye, we'll talk about them. Sure. Um, Oath of Gideon. Oath of Gideon is – there's a cycle of these enchantments. Does this mean that there's going to be like a Jace and a Liliana in this set too? Uh, I don't know. No, because we've had we've already had like all ten mythics spoiled. I think. Yeah, I don't think so. They usually don't have. There's already two planeswalkers spoiled, and this is a smaller set, so I don't think you'd have like. That means there won't even be a Gideon though. There's already a Gideon in Battle for Zendikar. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, my bad. <laughs> Well, then there will probably be an oath of, uh, of... Chandra. Th- no. Oh, we didn't get that, did we? It's not yet. But there we is. We got Anissa, we got Gideon. And Jace. And we got- Jace. We did get a Jace one. Okay. But there's so no means- black oath, of There'll course. be an oath of Obnixilis. No? Yeah. Well, he's no- not part of the oath clan, you know? They, they exclude the ah. black. As usual. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, some, (laughs) (laughs) this is some birth of a nation stuff going on. I, 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 I just, I don't know, you know, and it doesn't mean anything. Like I wasn't trying to make a statement, but the phrase mono black lives matter came into my head. Mm. (laughs) Surprised no one's done that yet. Right? Probably because they had the good taste not to. <laughs> well, leave it to me, your bastion of bad taste, to bring you such lovely phrasings. Anyway. Uh, hey, what Gideon. is Oath of Gideon? It does stuff, too! Uh, uh, it's more than just a name. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no, that was me. That was me. Calm down. Calm down. Oh, God. Calm down. It was it was me. I hit the mute button by mistake. Oh, okay. Because I, right. I was charging this thing into the wall. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God, did I just lose all my power? Oh, you're good. Okay. Right. <laughs> you, like, panicked. That was great. Um, so Oath of Gideon. Uh, one, uh, two and a white. It's a legendary enchantment. It's a rare. When Oath of Gideon enters the battlefield, put two 1-1 one, one white core ally creature tokens onto the battlefield. And then each planeswalker you control enters the battlefield with an additional loyalty counter on it. That's pretty neat. It's pretty sweet. And obviously this is a kind of a build-around-me sort of card where you're not going to play it, I don't think, if you aren't running a planeswalker or two, you know? Oh, you're no, not at all. Uh, because, you know, three mana for two non-flying creatures is really not good. Even if they are allies, it's not great. Well, they, um, they just wanted to give you like an enter to the battlefield effect because it's a legendary enchantment, so they didn't want you to feel horrible about running more than one. Ah, that's good. That's actually a good point. Uh, but they also didn't want you to get more than one of these out onto the battlefield, so they didn't want this effect to stack. They didn't want the stack ability yeah, of the enchantment to yeah. stack, but they didn't want you to feel horrible for running multiple ones in your in your deck. True. Cool. Yeah, that 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 makes sense from a design standpoint. Um, I just want to run this out into Gideon himself. 
Yeah. Because then well, you get the you get the two one ones. You get the, you emblem, get the emblem, and you keep and your Gideon. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> yeah. So now you got like a yeah. You got two two twos and a and a Gideon hanging out. <laughs> that sounds like you get crazy pretty quick. It sounds like Planeswalkers might be a little overpowered when this set comes out. Does it feel like that to you? Uh, they're trying to make it a theme. Yeah, but do you really need to power up Planeswalkers, though? I mean, they're not really powering them up that much. I mean, getting one extra... Yeah, No, I'm not even talking about that so much. I'm talking about, like, the tutor for Planeswalkers, which we'll get to, maybe. <laughs> I don't think it's... I think that's a casual card only. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to just search up your Gideon so you can play it on turn four? How are you not... How is a tutor a casual card? A three-mana one is. Uh, no. A four-mana one, maybe. Like, Diabolic Tutor, definitely. But a three-mana tutor? That's fine. It's actually fine. Mm. Especially when it's searching up a Planeswalker. Like, if, you, if you're playing a deck and you need your Planeswalker on turn four, you've got it. I don't think Planeswalkers fit into, like, a toolbox type deck. I think these are just, they're trying to make like a super friends. They're trying to enable a super friends deck, but without it being like obnoxiously powerful because planeswalkers are inherently powerful. So they didn't make these effects like overpowering, but they made them the, the floor pretty, they gave it a high floor, but a low ceiling. So you could have fun, but you wouldn't be like just destroying people with this strategy. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the set plays out. But, uh, I think that there's, I don't think planeswalkers need any help. No. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, either these cards are going to make Planeswalker decks ridiculously overpowered, or they're going to be largely unplayable. One of the two. It's going to it's gonna be either or. I don't think there's going to be any middle ground on that. Okay, then I'd bet on unplayable. Okay. Because these aren't really adding a ton. None of them are adding a ton to your Planeswalkers. Sure. They're making Fine. them, like, less than 10% better. Maybe 10%. Fine. All right. Uh, so there's a cycle of uncommon lands, and the only reason why I'm mentioning it is because uh, these lands are going to be the lands we're going to see reprinted a lot, uh, according to article in Wizards today. Oh, really? Yeah, so basically, like, you know, they've had lands like this before, mm-hmm. but they made these generic enough that their plan is to reprint this same cycle. Yeah, because they had like years and years to come. Because um, they, they had like Elfame Palace and then like all these certain like kinds of lands like that. What was the one that they Guild had mentioned? Gates. Well, there's Guild Gates, but then there were also ones um from like the invasion cycle that were very like like Dominaria. Mm-hmm like named and I can't remember the names, but they were like, we can't print those, you know, like we're not going to print gates. So they're like, so they made this cycle and this cycle is probably going to be the cycle. And it's just enters the battlefield tapped, tad tap to add color or color to your mana pool, you know? Yeah. But it's a cycle that they're going to, uh, that is going to be the cycle we're going to see for a long time to come. So interesting, interesting thing for them to do. And, you know, easy so people don't have to keep reacquiring 
the same stupid lands over and over again. So that's nice. You know what we um, haven't seen so far? Huh. Enemy colored dual lands. What do you mean? Like, you know, like the Cinderglade Prairie Stream cycle? Oh, everyone, that's yeah, true. everyone just assumed the enemy color lands would be in the set, and they haven't shown up yet. Very true. Now, there are enemy color uh, uh, man lands, mm-hmm. which we've seen. But, uh, no, you're right. We haven't seen those yet. But, that, you know, the spoilers, we're not done. We're only about halfway through the set, a little less. I could see them not doing it. Like, with the, with the fetch lands they have currently, then every fetch land could get any color, and that just might be too much. Right. That's very possible. So, I could see them not doing it. Hmm. Well, we have about a week before we'll know for sure. All right. There's one other card amongst this group that I'd like to uh, discuss. Okay. Uh, it's a surge card. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, it's overwhelming denial. Yes. Yeah. Two blue, blue for an instant, and overwhelming denial can't be countered by spells or abilities, and counter target spell. But so it yeah. But surge yes. for blue, blue. Pretty good. Oh my god. Yeah, so if you're in a counterspell battle, this is straight up counterspell and it's uncounterable. Oh, that's really funny. Because uh, so somebody was talking about how everybody was talking about Snapcaster Mage with this card, but you can't. I mean, do it. It wouldn't. Well, uh, I don't know if Surge, you can flash back for Surge. No, you can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, you could flash back for Surge. Yeah, that's what I think they're talking about. You Snapcaster, this is already in your yard. Oh, oh. And so now you, it, it, all, it always flashes back as counterspell, uncounterable. And if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, go buy a bunch. But I don't know if that's, if that's true. Oh, no, but Snapcaster doesn't let you pay alternative costs. Okay. You will then – oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so then no. But you don't need to work too much more to make this good. I think right, this is right, good right. in a control deck because they're always interested. Like you know, it's kind of like dispel that, to help you win counterspell battles, right? Uh, except this is much more generic. Or you can just anticipate into it. I mean, I mean, you know. or you could in a tempo deck proactively. If you want to stick a creature, this guarantees it. True, very true. And you can do it like very cheaply. So this would go great in like a tempo deck. Yeah, this is a good card. I like this card. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I mean, last I, it, word, it takes a lot for card. me to like a counterspell, and I like this. So <laughs> that's the highest praise a counterspell could possibly get. Sifter of Skulls is really good. Yeah. I it's mean, so expensive. Yeah, but I see it start, as like another like smothering abomination where it's like, oh, yeah, I could do all kinds of, and then uh, it just doesn't go anywhere. No, man. But like, you start, you know, you make a deck with this and like Zulaport Cutthroat. The next thing you know, you've got like double triggers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but the Zulaport Cutthroat decks running like a bunch of like one and two mana cost creatures, and like a few of them did run Smothering Abomination, but then once they got like optimized, they all dropped that because it's just too expensive. Mm-hmm. And there's another like four mana cost creature that's like better in black. What is that? We'll get to it. Oh, okay. All right, fine. Uh, I don't know what that card is because it's in Korean and I don't feel like clicking on it. That's not um, that card. All right. I, know, I just don't want to talk about it. Um, so here's the card that uh, Ryan is just losing his mind over. Uh, wandering Fumarole. 
Fumarole. Fumarole. Is that really how you pronounce that? No, I don't Just... know. <laughs> Fum- I believed oh, you. I believed you. Do you want to read it? Sounds like a, like an 18th century insult. Uh, you, sorry. Yeah, Wandering Fumarole. Uh, wandering Fumarole enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap it to add blue or red to your mana pool. It's a land. And you can pay two red and a blue. And until end of turn, Wandering Fumarole becomes a 1-4 blue and red elemental creature with zero mana. Switch the creature's power and toughness until end of turn. It's really good. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, the fact that you can just flip its power and toughness at will. And, um, you know, so you can't, like, it can't be, like, bolted. I don't even know what the equivalent is. It could be, but you it, know what I mean. Huh? It could be bolted. It can be, but yeah. If someone activates it, right, they're going to swing. They're eventually going to want to activate the ability, right? Right. So that uh, 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 activation ability goes on the stack. So in response to the first activation, you just bolt it, and then it's no. three damage on it, and then that no on the stack resolves. No, because then you can just stack it two more times. Yeah, but then it has to resolve each one of those, and when oh. you resolve it, it says switch this creature's power and toughness. Oh yeah. So, like, it'll have to flip at one point, and it'll have three damage on it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's not even that good. It's still good. I mean, it still hits pretty hard. Although, I mean, Celestial Colonnade, come on. True. I mean, that's a, that's a modern powerhouse. This could still see play in modern, actually. Sure. And uh, absolutely will see play in standard, so. Absolutely there will. There you go. No question about that. Oath of Nyssa. Moving on. Oath of Nyssa. Uh, this is amazing. Oath of Nyssa is one green. It's a legendary enchantment. It's a rare. When Oath of Nyssa enters the battlefield, I remember the casting cost and the color of this card. One green mana. Just green. That's it. Green mana for this ability. When Oath of Nyssa enters the battlefield, look at the top three cards of your library... You may reveal a creature, land, or planeswalker card from among them and put them in, put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in any order. It's essentially a uh, anticipate. No, anticipate's it's not better. Even, it is. It's Cost only one, one green. And you don't get you don't get instant sorceries, enchantment, artifacts. But you're playing green. You probably just want creatures anyway, or planeswalkers, or planeswalkers. Um, and then, then, okay, so then that, uh, that ability, then rests in the bottom of your library, and then you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast Planeswalker spells. I mean, they had to put something almost completely irrelevant on here because the first part's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, they couldn't make it, like, they, they, they couldn't have been that much, like, it had to be the, just the least amount of upside they could have possibly put on the card. <laughs> Yeah. Because no one's going to plan their deck around this, I don't think. The second ability doesn't even matter. No. It could just say, it could just say, blah, 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 blah. Ew, what the hell is up with the Jace on Oath of Jace? <laughs> what the hell is that? What do you mean? What the hell is wrong with him? He looks different. He looks like the guy. That is the worst Jace art, and there's been a lot of Jace art. 
It's true. This is the worst Jace art I've ever seen. He looks like the main character from Wolfenstein. <laughs> Ew. He looks horrible. This plays really well on a podcast. Oh my god. The roasting yeah, you're people's right. shirts. <laughs> Jace art. This is really good, you know, radio. I follow along at home with the oath <laughs> yeah, of Jace art. We told people to synchronize their watches to synchronize swatches. It's on, like Parker Lewis. Um and we're making nineties references all day. Um moving on, the next card on our list is Blitzkrieg. No, um, it's Stone Forge Masterwork. This is an awesome card. Um, wondering if there would be any good equipment in this set. We have the answer. Uh, Stone Forge Masterwork is one colorless to cast. It's a rare equipment. Two to equip. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each other creature you control that shares a creature type with it. So if there's one creature on the battlefield, this is utterly un like useless. But if you're running allies or I mean, crap, man, putting this on uh, on the ally uh, allies matter angel. <laughs> yeah, that's not red bad. white. I, I, can't I think was thinking what it's called, you, but we still have hordling outburst. True, true. Um. And we have Goblin Pile Driver. Let's not forget about That's that. That's true. There is a Goblin Pile Driver. We have Dragon Driver. Fodder. Yeah. We've got goblins. We should play them. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a cheap. It's a cheap equipment, but you have to warp your deck heavily around it to make it any good. Eldrazi. Just I mean, just Eldrazi. You don't have to warp your deck. Just play Eldrazi Scion. Oh, that's interesting. Because they are Eldrazi. Yeah. Creature type Eldrazi. So any Eldrazi you play, this will actually work. Yeah, I feel like we're going to talk about this and then it's going to end up like this is a slightly better version of the, I guess, M15 card. It's like the helm of whatever that you get plus one plus one for each enchantment on the battle. Helm of Helm of Chatzook? Sure. That's a real card. Is it? Do you know what it, yeah, I don't know what it does. Look it up. I don't know what it does. Look it up. Go ahead. Uh, I'll wait. I can't. I, uh, I I'll accidentally wait. kicked my keyboard out. Did I unplugged it? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I'm just lying. Now. I, no, I'm not. Oh, my God. Fine. I'll look it up. Helm of Chatzook, spelled C-H-A-T-Z-U-K. Helm of Chatzook was printed in revised 4th edition 5th edition, Alpha Beta Unlimited. So last printing in 5th edition. Helm of Chatzook as a rare. Casting cost of 1. It's an artifact. You tap 1 and tap it. Target creature gains banding until end of turn. 
And in case you're not up to speed, you think that's the, reminder, the reminder text on banding is Please. any creatures with banding and up to one without can attack in a band. Bands are blocked as a group. If any creatures with banding a player controls are blocking or being blocked by a creature, that player divides that creature's combat damage, not its controller, among any of the creatures it's being blocked by or is blocking. So... Helm of Chatzook. Yeah, that reminds me of the time when you said we were going to uh, briefly go through these spoilers. We're not going to get very far in these spoilers. Doesn't matter. Turbocharge it. Let's go. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, Read Deceiver 4. No, it's not good. Hissing Quagmire. Oh, yeah, it does kind of suck, doesn't it? Hissing Quagmire. Go ahead. Go. Sure. It's the green, black man land. You can pay. You know what the man lands do, people. Pay one black, green. And Hissing Quagmire becomes a 2-2 black and green elemental creature with death touch until end of turn. It's pretty sweet. Yep. Blocks a lot of stuff. I like it. Blocks about everything. Sure. I like it. Thank goodness uh, Abzan decks have a card that kills Siege Rhino. So they'll be good. It's about time something went right for the Abzan. Yeah. Uh, Oath of Jace. Oath of Jace pretty good too huh um <laughs> second ability is just funny and this is the worst artwork i've ever seen on a magic card uh oath of jace is a blue and two it's a legendary enchantment it's a rare when it enters the battlefield draw three cards then discard two cards pretty damn good not instant speed whatever at the beginning of your upkeep scry x where X is the number of planeswalkers you control. So, you know, you might be not doing anything with this, or you might be scrying one or maybe two. I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, is when you're scrying three or four, you've already won the game, because you have four planeswalkers on the field. (laughs) True. Draw three cards, then discard two. It's a pretty nice ability. Uh... What do you think about General Tazri? Uh, I think it'll go great in your commander deck. Thanks. <laughs> do you think, I mean, do you think that, like, if you open this in a pack, do you think you try to build around it? Um, Not really. No. no, I don't think so. Plus X plus X, where X is the number of colors among, I mean... <laughs> I, I, yeah, this is you're upsetting. right. <laughs> it's not like the number of allies yeah. you control. It's just the number yeah. among those creatures, and you're it's not paying five good. colors. Like, why are they doing that? Just, just get out of here. Get out but, of here. But a three-four ally search your library for an ally isn't terrible. It's all right because you can search up the uh, blade master. Or you can search up like Munda or something, and like if you're you know in, in draft and you know set yourself up for a couple of really good. I mean, like you search up Munda and then you're just going ally, ally, ally every turn. So you know, I mean, the second ability, like like I think I agree with you that the second ability is almost pretend it doesn't exist. Um, still not a terrible card. A three, four, for five that lets you search your library for an ally. I've 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 heard of worse cards. There have been worse cards. So there's this card, Embodiment of Fury. I, I don't. Oh my god! Now we're. I'm. I'm talking about cards that aren't going to see any standard play. Um, <laughs> three hundred red. Is this? It's three. Oh, is this the one that's right here? That's uh, in Chinese. Yeah. 
It's three and a red for a 4-3 with Trample and land creatures you control have Trample. And it has Landfall whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control. You may have target land you control become a 3-3 elemental creature with haste until end of turn. It's still a land. Which is really weird because they had Awaken in the last set, which permanently made these cards creatures. But this one is your lands can temporarily become creatures. I was just thinking, you, you run this guy into Oblivion Sewer? Eh, maybe. I don't know. What do you mean? Um, well, so you play Oblivion Sower and hopefully get back a ton of their lands. Yeah. And then they enter the battlefield and they can all become three threes with haste. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So you run this first. Yeah. Into Oblivion. Then you play Oblivion Sower. Okay. Okay. And for uh, some reason I thought you meant, well, you just swing against, you swing into Oblivion Sower with this. That's what I thought you run run this into Oblivion Sower. I'm like, it has eight toughness how are you making sense right now no you cast this first you maybe <laughs> run crumbled to dust main deck just to make sure you have uh four three or four lands in exile yeah yeah and then oblivion sower and then boom you're swinging for like 12 it's interesting that's interesting i like it i like it <laughs> i don't know that one's out there i'm sorry for wasting our precious listeners time i like profit of distortion a lot really yeah I mean, it's a one it's drop. A, <laughs> it's a, I know it's a one two for one. Yeah, which isn't great, but the three and a colorless draw a card could be good. A, it could be good. I mean, you just play it. It sits. I wish it had ingest. Yeah, that would make it. That would make. I don't think there's any ingest in the set. There might not be. There's but I, I wish it had in, in processing, which is weird. I wish it had ingest because. Then it would be like, you know, really useful. Because I mean, there's not too much use for a one-two for one. But if it if it lives long enough, you know, being able to have multiple triggers on its ability is pretty sweet. But anyway, um, it's not bad. I like and it. there's a deck that's looking for the 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 devoid aggro deck that's looking for really cheap colorless creatures and this is a cheap colorless creature but i don't know if it's good enough yeah it might not be we got a new board wipe yeah that one this one's good it's good it's good skinning tendrils uh according to this translation but we know those could be wrong uh either way the spell is that's right very good uh you can read one black black it's a sorcery it has devoid and all creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. If a creature would die this turn, exile it instead. So if a creature would die this turn, exile it instead. So regardless of if this spell kills it or not, which is pretty good. So you've got the potential to exile a lot of things without having processors or ingesters, rather. Which yep. Is cool. Do you want to read uh, your favorite new card? Oh, sure. Linvala the Preserver. Four, white, white, for a 5-5 five, five flying legendary creature angel. When Linvala... What's that? Oh, I was going to say, that's okay. I'm not going... I'm not planning on letting my opponents get to six mana in standard, so... Um, but go ahead. <laughs> sure. When Linvala, the preserver, enters the battlefield, if an opponent has more life than you, you gain five life. Boo. If they control more creatures than you... Put a 3-3 white angel creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Why not? Boo. 
Eh, I don't know why. This is ten dollars because it's an angel, but meh, meh. I mean, it's really good. I think that this is like this could be a really good finisher for like, uh, you know, hypothetical control deck. No, this is like a catch-up card in a control deck. But still, it's like a timely I mean, reinforcements tacked on to yeah, an overpriced but, angel. But, but you played timely reinforcements and control out of the board when it was uh, standard legal. And, and 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 hell, they play it in modern. Yeah, but that costs and, three mana. Worth that's relevant true. Person but this is a five-five flyer for six, which already isn't bad. Mm-hmm. But then you gain five life and get a three-three angel as well. So you're basically getting eight flying for six mana and gaining five life if you're against a deck that's you know that you're going to need to catch up against. That sounds like catching up to me. Thrag Tusk was really good. Thrag Tusk wasn't played in a control deck. This could be played in a control deck pretty easily. Thrag Tusk is, is miles better than this card, but this isn't bad. Thrag Tusk, you don't even get the creature until it dies. No, no, no. Until it leaves the battlefield, period. Oh, that's true. That's true. But this, you get it right away, which I like. Now, wait a sec. We use... The Eldrazi Displacer, Not Link, with... Linvala, right? Oh, I thought you were going to say Blink. No, we <laughs> used Restoration Tusk. Angel to Blink her. <laughs> now you have Infinite Angels. No, because you can't Blink an Angel. I know. Mm. Eldrazi mm. Displacer, though. Yeah, true. Very Something true. Good to blink. I want to dra- I want to get both of them in sealed or in draft, so I can have somebody totally rage out at me. And be justified. And be justified. True. <laughs> All right. Call the Gatewatch. This crappy. We already talked about yeah, it. Search it's not good. Don't like it. Yeah. It's 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 a white and two. Yeah. And a sorcery to search your library for a planeswalker. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Mm-hmm. And the shuffle. Yeah. It's um, not gonna see any place. What do you think yeah. about remorseless punishment? No. It's weird, right? It is weird. I'm waiting for the day that they they make one of these Punisher mechanic cards where you give your opponent a choice. I'm going to say this is not good, especially since it's expensive. So do they have to have two cards in hand to choose discard two cards? No. they, they Yes, they do. Okay, yeah, good. Okay, that makes it a little better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't like it because they can just sacrifice two core allies that they made for their three mana enchantment. Yeah. Yeah, not that great. No, no, don't like it. Okay, we're not even going to read it. Uh, R- Reflector Mage. So good. Yeah. Oh, this is what you want to blink. Yeah. This is what you want to blink. Yep. Uh, uh, one white blue. I'm, I'm, I'm reading Do it. Read it. Read I it. Go, read go, this. go. One white blue. Creature human wizard. It's a 2-3. What the heck? And when it enters the battlefield, return target creature and an opponent controls to its owner's hand and... That creature's owner can't cast spells of the same name as that creature until your next turn. What the hell? Yeah, and it's an uncommon. Good. That reads like a rare. Yeah. Like crazy. Man, oh, wow. That's, damn, there's like, so many good cards here. I mean, that's definitely that, – that's standard playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think so for sure. Do you love Mind Melter? It's not bad. It's kind of weird. I mean, like Mind Melter, so you get – you know, it's a 2-2 two, two unblockable. Okay, I'll just read it. Uh, one black and blue. It's an uncommon. It's a 2-2 two, two devoid. Can't be blocked. And then three and a colorless. 
Target opponent exiles a card from his or her hand. Activate this ability only any time you can cast a sorcery. So you can just start eating their hand. Yeah, this is great and limited. I like that. Like, that's just really crazy. Discard, I mean, Rising Miasma, no, that's the wrong card. No, it isn't. No, yeah, yeah I was thinking, it's like, no, it's not the minus two, minus two one. Mia- Rising Miasma. Discard two, right? Is the discard yeah. two, okay. What's the minus two, minus two? I can't one? remember. It might be Rising Miasma. It might actually be Rising Miasma. Oh, I don't bloody know. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Myers Malice is the discard two. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, if if that's good, then this. I mean, I already feel like this is miles better than Mindraker. Oh yeah. I mean, all these. Like, I don't all think these I ever want to play Mindraker good again. If you're in those colors in limited, right? Right. But true. I only see the Reflector Mage seeing play like in standard. Right. Okay. Oh, like it gets played in limited too? Are you kidding me? No, I mean, I said these are all good in limited. Oh, oh, oh. These are all really good in limited if you're in the colors, but I only think Reflector Mage gets played in standard. Got it. Okay, fine. Um, Flare Drone, uh, like this one a lot too. Uh, One black, red, uh, uncommon, three, one, devoid, first strike. There's a lot of stuff going on. Whenever another colorless creature enters the battlefield under your control, target opponent loses one life. I like this a lot. Play this and then drop your, uh, 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 what's the enchantment from beyond next turn? (laughs) You'd have to be playing Jund in limited, but, uh, still, I mean, or anything, you know, uh, it's great. I like it. I like it a lot. It's fine. I like it. It's really it's good fun. and limited. Yes. How about Vile Redeemer? You read this one. Sure. You got to click on it. Uh, two and a green for an Eldrazi. It's a 3 3. It has Devoid and Flash. And we- Flash? Yeah. Well, you know, that's, kind of the, that's the so, trick. This is freaking cool. When you cast Vile Redeemer, you may pay colorless, specifically one Rhombus. If you do, put a 1-1 colorless Eldrazi Scion creature token onto the battlefield for each non-token creature that died under your control this turn. That's awesome. It's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. I mean, now... It's uncounterable. Oh, yeah. Oh, the ability is. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, take that, sweepers. Good to know. I like it. I like it a lot. It's very nice. We'll see. Uh, I like the next card a way more. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Love this card. Sure, read it then. Eldrazi Obligator, two and a red for a 3-1 Devoid with haste. And when you cast Eldrazi Obligator, you may pay one and a Rhombus. If you do, gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature, gains haste until end of turn. This is fantastic. When you cast. When you cast it, you can pay one a colorless, uncounterable... Uh- Uncounterable act of treason. Yep. Pretty sweet. And if you don't want that, you can just get a three power haste for three. Yep. This is fantastic. It's a really good card. Yeah. Really, really good. There's not Let's that many see. more creatures or cards I think are like I don't like Eldrazi Mimic. Let's talk about Immolating Glare. Let's talk about that. So Immolating Glare, uh, we're just skipping around a little bit here because we're kinda you know, running long. Well, the sad thing is those two lands are fa- are amazing. <laughs> They're good, yeah. But we're we're going to skip them for now. Oh. Uh, um, yeah. Well, we'll focus more on the lands when we get the full spoiler next week. Okay. 
Um, Immolating Glare is one in a white. It's an instant, and it's destroy target attacking creature. So two mana, instant speed, removal spell uh, is something that you didn't really have to fear too much. Well, no, okay, in white you had Gideon's Reproach. I'm talking about limited here. Um, You had Gideon's Reproach in white. That was one in a white. Um, So now you've got the opportunity to have many two-mana removal spells in white, which is pretty scary. But, uh, yeah, so pretty good. It's one of those things where, like, before when you were playing against a white deck and they had two-mana up and you had a five-power or five-toughness creature, you're just like, who cares? Swing all day, you know? Like, Like, you never had to worry about it dying. Unless they had like a 1-1 and they had the Gideon's approach. Whatever. But usually it wasn't the case. But now, you pretty much have to always worry <laughs> if they have two mana up that your creature might not survive. What's the uh, the card? The one that... Breaker of Armies. No longer safe. Lots of things. No longer safe thanks to this card. So, pretty good. Uh, standard playable? No. Nah, uh, maybe. Not. Control deck could see it. I don't know. Uh, somebody, I don't remember, I don't want to take credit for the idea, but somebody made the point that the, if you, I'm just stealing this directly from somebody uh, somewhere that I can't recall who the hell it was. So I apologize to them for stealing it. Uh, but they were saying that if you have a two mana removal spell, you want it to kill the best two mana creature, but the best two mana creature is Jace and it's not attacking. So that was the point that they made, and I thought it was a very valid point. Agreed? Yeah, I mean, this is a conditional removal spell. I don't... Yeah. It's not worth uh, too much discussion, I think. Although, yeah, I, I do agree that now... Yeah, it's an upgrade Gideon's uh, approach. Reproach. Gideon's approach. Gideon's approach. He's sliding up. Um, You're often? That's his approach. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Jorian Ruin Diver is any good? It's really interesting. Yeah. Someone that plays decks that aren't me will do something with it. <laughs> uh, just real quick, it's a 2-3 for a blue, a red, and one. It's a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, draw a card. That's pretty good in like a tempo deck. I mean, you just drop this, flame whatever... Was was the what is the shock in that, that everyone plays right now? I have not played Saren in a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a really good. I mean, it's good. <laughs> Flame slash. Flame slash. It's good. Uh, Stonehaven Outfitter. If we get more equipments like that one drop equipment, uh, could be really good. Uh, it's one in a white core artificer ally it's 2-2 it's rare equipped creatures you control get plus one plus one whenever an equipped creature you control dies draw a card just off the top of my head here thinking about modern oh this isn't gonna get to see play modern. what about this with mortar pod though <laughs> so you're basically like that's pretty you know, interesting yeah just popping a creature drawing a card re-equip pop a creature draw a card it's almost like a um, you know, a fair skull clamp with the difference instead of an extra card, you get to deal damage to something. 
but uh, it's pushed. No, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, no, it, it was just something I was thinking about. Um, spatial contort, uh, spatial contortions, really cool. Uh, read it. Yeah, one in a colorless. So weird to say. For an instant, target creature gets plus three, minus three until end of turn. So colorless, nameless inversion. Yeah, pretty neat. Yep. And uh, I love Goblin Bushwhacker, so Reckless Bushwhacker, uh, two and a red for a 2-1 creature Goblin Warrior ally. And he's got haste, but he also has a surge cost of one and a red. Oh, this card is friggin' good, man. Yeah, and when... Oh my god, this card is really friggin' good. Yeah, when he enters the battlefield, if its surge cost was paid, other creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain haste until end of turn. I like this it. This card's really good. Yeah. Because if you're you're playing this in a deck that's going to have a lot of one drops. Sure, um, or just... Uh, or two drops, or just... Dragon uh, fodder. Dragon fodder, exactly what I was thinking. Dragon fodder Dra- into this. Yeah, dragon fodder into this. Oh. That's uh, seven damage. That is so good. That turn. That's crazy. Yeah, I like it. That's in addition to whatever else is on the battlefield. Yeah. That's in addition to what you played on turns one, two, and, and three. And it's a goblin, so you can... Put that equipment on. No, don't put that equipment in that deck. Pile driver, man. That is interesting. Pile driver. Pile driver is at like what a dollar right now. Oh god, did it really crash that much? Two twenty nine. Sorry, everybody. It's not going to be two twenty nine for long. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's gonna. It might. Well, you know the onslaught goblin pile driver is twelve thirty nine. Nope. No. Ten dollars more. For the onslaught goblin pile driver, but the origins one is ten dollars less. That's a little ridiculous. There's just so many more of them. Yeah, but so what? It's got the same art though. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you justify keeping the price so high on the old one when there's a reprint? I don't know. That's weird. Uh, I am going to talk about one of those lands. Go ahead. That Seagate wreckage is just too good. Okay, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, they're both actually both those cards are really good. Let's talk about them then. Come All on, let's right, go. fine. Uh, tap. Add colorless to mana pool. Two and a colorless tap. Draw a card. Activate this ability only if you have no cards in hand. So it's kind of like a uh, the opposite of Library of Alexandria. I mean, it's, so in other words, Library of Alexandria is like really good, and this isn't. I think this is great. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. This is actually really good. And this is going to see playing modern. Really? Yeah, I could see playing one or two of these in a in a modern um, like black white Eldrazi land, uh, deck. Oh, okay, 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 that makes sense. I was like, where are you going to get colorless mana from? What deck are you playing it in? Okay. Yeah, and if you have, like, All multiple right. of these, you know, you can, like, with the trigger on the stack. That's true, because you can activate the ability. doesn't say resolve this ability only if you have no cards I mean, in that's a, such a... <laughs> such a stretch. Yeah, you need, mana to yeah, do you need a lot of mana, and ultimately, yeah, yeah just, just pretend that I never said that. Okay, fine. Okay. So, Ruins of Oran Reef, Mr. Obsessed with these yeah. cards. Yeah, enters the battlefield tapped, tap to add Rhombus to your mana pool, tap to put a plus one, plus one counter on target colorless creature that entered the battlefield this turn. Tap, just tap. That's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. The Seagate Wreckage does not come into play tapped, nope. which is nice. Yeah, you draw so that you off top the top. deck it. Yeah. Yeah, Boom. you just replace it. That's good. I like that a lot. It's really good. Um,. Let's see. Is there anything else we want to talk about today? Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me just. Oh yeah, I like Deep Fathom Skulker a lot. Sure. Uh, Deep Fathom, huh? Really? Yeah. Talking about. I'm talking about limited, dude. I'm oh, okay. I keep like. I'm you, like, why you are you understand, missing these cards? Do you understand that? Like when we talk about magic, 
I'm always talking about limited and you're always talking about constructed and you always assume I'm talking about constructed when I'm always talking about limited. Wow, this is going to change the way that I listen to Yo! MTG Taps. Anyway, Deep Fathom Skulker. Uh, so you might actually listen to Yo! MTG Taps, what you're saying? It's like, um, like knowing that... <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You have to go back and listen to some episodes and listen to me talk about these cards. I'm always talking about limited. Uh, Deep Fathom Skulker is a blue and five. Uh, it's a four four. It's a rare. It's devoid. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card, and then three and a colorless target creature can't be blocked this turn. So you got a four four body, which is nice. Uh, but then you pay four the next turn, and uh, you make something unblockable and draw a card off it. Good card. It's pretty solid. I like it. Dread Defiler? No. God, really? No. I want to. No, I just really, really, really want to exile a Breaker of Armies off of this. Yeah, could be. Because they go. I mean, what do you do? Like, (laughs) how do you even. Do you scoop if your opponent has this out and a Breaker of Armies is attacking? I don't know. I mean, if you have both of those cards, don't you pretty much just win? Because you take their whole you take their whole board just about from the breaker. They're pretty much they have to kill it. Like there's no choice but for them to I kill it. I think when you've let them resolve both a seven drop and an eight drop. Well, that's just called curving out in this format, dude. <laughs> uh, maybe sealed. That's just what you do. But yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, well, the, of Breaker. One other thing I want to mention is I don't like I don't like that they made Kozlek's return a mythic. It's just weird that like a like a just a utility sweeper that's three man is going to be a mythic. Yeah, that is a little weird. It's like when they made like Voice of Resurgence like a clearly like all star playable card like a two drop like mythic. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of strange to be a, myth- a mythic, but the ability is very unique, and I think I think it's I it's justified to me as a mythic. I mean, yeah, it's obviously fantastic, one of the best cards in the set. Going to see playing modern and standard all day, but I just don't like them that type of card being a mythic. That's all. Okay, fair enough. Um, That's mostly all I got. Oh, the, 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 the black card that I mentioned or teased earlier was Kalidus, Trader of Get, instead of the uh, Devoid black card you're talking about. Oh, okay. Sifter of Skulls. She's in a Mythic Rare is better than a Rare? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. Well, that's amazing. Well, they cost the same, and they're in the same color. It's a good card, though. It is. Uh, I'll just read it real quick. You, why don't you read it then? Sure, Kalidus. So damn smart. Traitor of Get. Two black, black, legendary creature, vampire, warrior, lifelink. Three, four. If a non token creature in opponent <laughs> controls would die, instead, exile that card and put a 2 2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield under your control. It doesn't say that, but it's under your control. Uh, two and a black, sacrifice another vampire or zombie, put two plus one plus one counters on Kalidus. He's good. Yep. Well, that's it. I want him. I want him in my deck, not that other guy. Okay. You can have him. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You can totally have him. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's all uh, that we want to talk about this week. Um, then there is Goblin Dark Dwellers. Uh, it's kind of a crappy card, though. I don't think anyone's ever going to play it. So we'll just skip that. It's one. a Goblin, and you get to play Goblin Hordling Outburst with it. And that's the only thing you can ever play with it, though. No, no, it's not, it's not even that good. No. 
Anyway, it'd be so, a bad so card in a bad deck that you built. Yeah, it, almost always. Um, so uh, next week we'll have the full spoiler, and we'll talk about the full spoiler because we'll have it, and it'll be great. I can't wait. We're gonna rank the oaths. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 there are questions, like you said, there are questions that need to be answered. Um, I think we've got all ten mythics, so the mythic question is answered. We've got all of them. We know that uh, there are no further planeswalkers or anything of that nature. Um, we know what the expeditions are. Um, we're not going to list them all out here, but they're great. Um, for you, and I apologize for, for, for limited. I apologize to anyone who opens Tectonic Edge. <laughs> oh, I apologize to... To anyone who plays against someone that opens Strip Mine. Yeah! Isn't that great? Or Ancient Tomb. Like, what the hell? Man. Like, those are actually, like, like Misty Rainforest. Yeah, no harm, no foul, really, if you play that. You know, it makes your Landfall deck a little better. Dust Bowl. What about Dust Bowl, yo? Oh, man. This is so... Like, some of these cards are, like, <laughs> really annoying. Yeah, there are going to be some really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these actually have re- uh, like an impact. Yeah, that's true. No, it's true. Although you got to admit, my misty rainforest Sunday on my stream was putting in work. It was. I mean, um, when you're playing landfall dot deck, it's pretty good. I had that deck too, man. I was really going to town. I had fun with that. That was cool. I played uh, just a re- basically okay. So I tried playing a red green landfall deck that was splashing blue, but I hate splashing so much. Uh, that I cut it every time, even though the splash was for some really good cards. Um, even though uh, it worked out for me really well one game, I still was just like, nope. I just went red-green landfall just straight up, and it wound up being really good. Nissa's Renewal uh, is a pretty good card. <laughs> yeah, I, I've under... Well, I guess you have to have the, the deck for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I definitely did. Yeah. Um, with, I had both of the... Uh, <laughs> The green and the red enchantment. Oh, the uh, havens? Havens? No, the retreat to... Retreats, yeah. retreats. Yeah. I had the red and green one in the deck, and I almost always had one out on turn three, which was so sick. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, I gained two, I gained two, I gained two, I gained 13. Like, wait, what? <laughs> and, you liked, and I kept... Like just putting counters on my creatures to take them out of Gideon's Reproach range or uh, out of Blight Herder range. It was just really fun, <laughs> super awesome. Um, yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. I wish that I that last deck I played against was pretty stupid though. Kind of got smashed really fast. At least they didn't waste any time whooping on me though. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so next week we'll have the full spoiler. We'll talk about all that. And um, it's really late, and I'm really tired, so that's all we have for this week. That's uh, all? We are, you know, that's it. Oh, man. What, do you want to talk about more? No. Okay, that's all we have for this week. We are YoMTG Taps. Uh, stop bitching. I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Oh, well, no, you got to stop first. Start brewing. I'm sorry I was bitching. I'm sorry, I'm so bitchin'. Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one. 
Yeah, yeah, the album's already done Yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows Gotta go on the press run Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one Yeah, yeah, the album's already done yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows. Gotta go on the press run. Yo, the rhyme pays more eyes once I rhyme through the doors. Yo, MTG Taps is available every Friday on LegitMTG.com, IWantMyMTG.com, MTGCast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, BrainLink, Telegraph, and via Passenger Pigeon at PigeonCast.com. Questions, comments, or free sticker requests that I will hopefully one day get around to can be sent to yomtgtabs at gmail.com. The intro music is the song Press Run by the amazing Baltimore MC You'll Never Know and is produced by W. Additional background music produced by Logic Marsalis. Purchase all of their music at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. That's magnetic with a K. Seriously, purchase all of their music. Find us on Twitter and Facebook to guarantee infinite happiness forever. Finally, make sure to check out my weekly limited stream, Head Games with Big Head Joe, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash legitmtg. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.